Our Future Now is produced by Goal 17 Media, storytellers for the common good. That people don't keep making the same mistakes, but that they have a reference point to learn. And this is the book that, you know, if I could go back and could give my past self something, this would be the present that I give little Jamie, who really wanted to take action, who was really passionate, but just didn't know how. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Our Future Now. I'm Natalie Meebane, and I'm the co-founder of the National Children's Campaign and Vice President of Government Relations and Public Policy. And I'm joined today by my co-host, Jonah Gottlieb. Hey, everyone. My name is Jonah. I'm the co-founder and executive director of the National Children's Campaign. And today we've got a great episode for you. We're going to be talking about why people, especially young people, devote hours of their lives to fighting for a better world and what drives people to become activists and organizers in the first place. We're joined today by a great guest, Jamie Margolin, who's an 18-year-old from Seattle, Washington, the co-founder of Zero Hour and the author of the new book, Youth to Power. Jamie, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Well, Jamie, we are very excited to have you with us today, and we are really looking forward to your book where you tell different stories from different youth across the country and world that have taken that step to be activists, just like you have and just like all of us have. So, Jamie, Natalie, I've worked with you both for a while, but you guys have known each other for even longer than I've known you. How'd you guys meet? I was at the PowerShift conference. I was working on gathering like connections and trying to bring everyone I needed in to organize this big youth climate march that I was trying to organize. And then I saw this lady sitting in a Sierra Club shirt and I was like, oh, got to get the Sierra Club to, they're a big player in the environmental movement. And so I just kind of marched up to Natalie and was like, this is happening and you're joining. And she was like, yes. From then on, she's devoted endless hours and time and pretty much changed her life to like be now someone who works with youth for the movement with Zero Hour and growing the youth climate movement into what it is today. I feel like we just kind of connected because I had a vision and then I just kind of told Natalie it. I feel like I recruited her within like a few seconds. Yeah, I think it was a few seconds. I was looking around for you. You would introduce yourself to the room as you started an organization at 15. And I thought, wow, that's amazing. How can somebody just start an organization? Like it just seems so strange to me. And then when I was looking around the room trying to find you to introduce myself, you tapped me on the shoulder and said, hi, I'm Jamie. I wanted to meet you. And I was like, oh, cool. Me too. I want to meet you too. <laughs> and then you told me about the lobby day and putting on a lobby day. And I was like, I love putting on lobby days. Natalie, like organized the whole lobby day, set it up. We had a meeting with Bernie Sanders himself, filmed the video with his office, met with a bunch of senators in their offices. There were so many youth and it was just so well put together. And Natalie, like pretty much single-handedly executed that. And so- Ever since then, she's just been organizing lobby days for Zero Hour and helping us on pretty much all aspects of our team. That you've not just been a mentor in like climate activism, but also just in my life and helping me make like some big revelations. You were like the big sister slash mentor that I like never had. And then from then it blossomed from there and and we've just done so much great work together. It's been a, a great journey working with you, Jamie, and working with all of Zero Hour. I think it's been what started off as like a project became like a whole new part of my life and has led me also here to meet so many other amazing activists. And so when I think about what made me decide that I wanted to get into organizing and get into climate activism was when I just gotten out of college. I'd only been out for a few months and graduated in 07 and went to the PowerShift Network conference, which was the very first 
PowerShift conference, 6,000 youth all coming together to fight for climate change and being able to see that I wasn't alone. This was not something that was going to fade, but that young people could be at the forefront. And I really just started, even with lobbying, started doing it volunteer and started going to the Hill whenever I had a chance, since I'm not far from DC, always going whenever I could and telling myself one day, this is going to be my career. Like one day, this isn't just going to be what I do when I can, it's going to be what I can do daily. And so I think that's really the best way if you're ever thinking about what career you want to have is think of the thing that you want to do that you would do for free and find a way to make it your job. I was in a moment where I was confused about a lot of decisions that I had to make in my organizing. And so in one of my long conversations with Natalie, you know, I was like, I don't know how to like make these decisions. I'm so confused about so many things. And then she talked about finding your why. And that was like what clicked and that became the first chapter of the book. The inspiration for Youth to Power came about because I was getting messages all of the time from people of all ages. How do I get involved? I really want to organize. I really want to do this. And I would just be responding to them. But then it's just like, you know, there's only so much you can convey via Instagram DM and then you're just influencing one person. And so it's a lot of labor for just like talking to one person. And then, you know, you can't really do much just typing on your phone in a DM. And so then I was like, I want to immortalize this information into a book that can be used, spread, passed down, used as a resource, used as a teaching tool for anyone. And there are no activists in my family. A lot of my family didn't understand what I was doing. And I had to learn everything for myself. And it was a lot of trial and error. And I've made a lot of mistakes. And I, I want to make sure no one else makes the mistakes that I've made. And I want to make sure that other people gain the knowledge that people don't keep making the same mistakes, but that they have a, a reference point to learn. And this is the book that you know, if I could go back and could give my past self something, this would be the present that I give little Jamie, who really wanted to take action, who was really passionate, but just didn't know how. Jamie and Natalie, I know that you all have worked together for many years, and I've worked with both of you for many years. So what are some of your favorite moments working together, trying to save the world? I guess one of my favorite moments working together with Natalie to try to save the world. I mean, obviously there is organizing the Youth Climate Lobby Day and the Youth Climate Lobby Days because it wasn't just one in 2018. There was also another big one in 2019. And Natalie helped me get the opportunity to testify before Congress and just all these amazing things. One of my favorite memories is prepping you for testifying in Congress. We were sitting together. We were working on your testimony. The whole team was in the room making all kinds of noise. And I just remember you trying to finish this testimony because it was due for 9 a.m. the next day. And it was like 12.30 in the morning, Sunday. And we just had to finish it. And we're so tired. And finally just yelled at everybody to be quiet and finally got through it, I think at like two o'clock. And it was great. Testimony was wonderful. It was like the highlight of a lot. Especially now that the world is such a different place, you know, it makes you value being able to be out there with the people that you love speaking up even more. And so, you know, I'm just so grateful for that opportunity. Well, it was wonderful doing that. And thinking of you, Jonah, I know you have a really interesting reasons of how you started doing this work and why you started organizing and what kind of really motivated you to do this. I got involved because wildfires swept through my community in October of 2017 that I really realized what I actually had to do. So during the fires, I just started getting super frustrated. Frustrated at the just lack of action and lack of caring 
by our government about these issues that were obviously impacting my life and so many other people's lives. And so I just started to write down what I was feeling and then ended up turning that into a speech that I gave in my congressman's office in Washington, D.C. a few months later. And so from there, I wanted to keep going and keep organizing at the local level and work to organize a lobby training. And in three days, we had about 200 youth and teachers and parents and allies visit all 541 congressional offices. And it's at that event where I actually met Natalie, too. At the time, Natalie worked at Sierra Club, and so she was able to give us a room in the Sierra Club offices in Washington, D.C. to host a lobby training. And so we were able to get hundreds of young people educated about these issues and how they could talk with members of Congress and leverage their personal stories of how they were impacted by these different issues to get real change. And so we saw that and we saw how effective that was and saw the way that we were actually able to change some members of Congress's minds simply by getting young people in the same room as them and talking with them that we decided, Natalie and I and a few other people who had worked on that event, to start the National Children's Campaign so that we could really advocate for young people and make sure that young people, whether they're talking to their parents or their siblings or whether they're talking to members of Congress, are actually able to leverage their stories and make sure that people care about their experiences. And so, Jamie, I think that if I had a step-by-step guide how to become a youth activist, I think that it would have made my life a lot easier and helped me get even more things accomplished in my community and for my community. And so thank you so much for writing Youth to Power. Well, thank you. And that's really the reason why I did it is because I knew how needed a book like this was going to be and how much that it would mean for so many activists and also people who just wanted to be activists but didn't know how and didn't know how to get involved. I don't want to pretend that Youth to Power is the end all be all it. That's all you need to know. I have done it. I am only one person and I did interview. So after each chapter of the book, there's an interview with a different young person who is taking action on different issues. So it's not a climate book. I just want to emphasize that there is interviews with all sorts of just every cause. I took wisdom from a lot of different activists, but I am one girl who is still early in my journey of organizing and of activism. And this is one book, but I think that it's a great starting point and a launching point for people to have the tools they need in order to get involved. So many people become activists due to things happening in their lives and have their Peter Parker getting bit by the spider moment. And so having especially all these events going on in the world right now, so many people are having these moments now of when they're getting involved and getting inspired to take action. And so I think it's perfect that this book is coming out now and providing this blueprint for what people can do to get involved. There are a lot of events going on right now in the world, so it's useful to have a blueprint for organizing. Obviously, you know, this isn't the blueprint, but it's a place to start for a lot of people. And so it's useful to have that tool out there for people to access right now in quarantine. Thinking of everything happening, and as you were talking about, Jonah, there's so many moments that happen in people's lives that sort of motivate them and inspire them to take action for you it was experiencing being on the front lines of climate change with the fires in California. And you finally being like, you know what, enough is enough. I can't sit back and watch this. I have to do something to defend my community, my home, the world. And I think for so many people watching what's happening now in Minneapolis and what's been happening over the past you know, week or so is it's really that mobilizing moment of thinking, look, I see these videos. I see what's happening in the world. I see things like police brutality or injustice. And a lot of times people don't know what to do. There's a lot of times people feel stuck. They don't really know 
what is the way that they can take action. And I think that for everyone, no matter what age, whether they're protesting unjust killings, they're protesting murders, or whatever they're protesting and feeling like this is what they have to fight for, taking that first step and knowing that your voice and your work does make a difference. There are a lot of people taking action in the street. Those of you who cannot be in the streets, there are still ways that you can get involved, be an advocate beyond just tweeting about the issue, you know, that we do have to go beyond a hashtag and actually give tangible resources. And so, you know, one of the places where you can donate is the Minnesota Freedom Fund. You can just look them up online, give and, you know, something that people are doing online that I think is good is, you know, you donate, you post your receipt online, and then you ask your friends to match you, donate the amount that you donated. So then you get all of your friends and people around you to start matching donations, both to different local Black Lives Matter organizations and local organizers on the ground who also need individual funding. I think if you have the financial ability to do so, there's only so far a hashtag can go, but we need to also be lending our tangible resources and funding to those on the ground, to those fighting for justice and putting themselves on the line. For those folks who are just becoming activists, as well as people who have been organizing for years, we are hosting National Children's Week from June 14th to 20th to educate people about the issues that are impacting people from our generation and what people can do about it to make a difference. You know, Jonah, of all the panels that we're putting together, we're really working hard with our youth team of activists one of whom is doing such great work, Diana Fernandez, who has been leading on so many panels. One of them that I'm working on with her is COVID-19 and environmental racism and essentially going over the disproportionate impacts that coronavirus is having on Black and Brown communities and environmental justice communities, similar to our podcast that we had on episode four with Mustafa Ali. And, you know, we're doing some great panel planning also on youth and gun violence and so many issues that are really important to young people right now. And we're really proud of our youth team who have been working so hard to plan these panels, to get speakers, and who have really taken the lead on these issues. Because as an organization, we are only as strong as our team. And so we're really excited for National Children's Week starting on June 14th. If you want to work with people like Diana and plan awesome events like National Children's Week, please visit nationalchildrenscampaign.org and visit tinyurl.com slash teamncc to join the team. Jamie, we really want to thank you so much for joining us tonight. We are super happy that your book, Youth the Power, has come out, and we cannot wait to read it. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. To everyone listening, if you want to connect with me, you can follow me on social media. I'm just Jamie Margolin on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And if you want to order a copy of Youth to Power, you can go to www.youthtopowerbook.com and you can choose your favorite bookseller and you can choose the format. And if you want the book in paperback, an ebook, or an audiobook, which I recorded myself and lost my voice for a few days doing. So if you want to hear me tell you the book to your ear and reading is not your thing, then you can also purchase the audiobook. And I hope that the information in the book is helpful to you. Jamie, thanks so much for being on the show this week. It's always a pleasure to talk to you both. Thank you so much for listening to Our Future Now. Make sure to subscribe. If you want to take action for National Children's Week, join us at nationalchildrenscampaign.org and sign up for the virtual events that you're interested in. Jonah, 
I'm really excited that we are able to work with Goal 17 Media and Parentology as our media partners for National Children's Week. It has really been a pleasure to work with them and to help plan our activities together. If you're interested in taking action and joining our team of organizers at the National Children's Campaign, visit tinyurl.com slash teamncc. I really want to do a quick shout out to Diana Fernandez. She has been a wonderful activist to work with in National Children's Campaign and is always listening and promoting the podcast, Our Future Now. Go to minnesotafreedomfund.org and donate to support the organizers who are leading the fight for justice for George Floyd. I'm Natalie Mebane. I'm Jonah Gottlieb, and we'll see you next week on Our Future Now.